also have to be able just to trust, like trust in yourself, trust in the timing of things, trust in your journey, trust in your process and know like... Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tito, and welcome to another episode of Maintain the Design. Today, we have a really special guest in the building, a mindfulness artist, Dora Kamal. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, this is really amazing, like, um, because I follow a lot of your guided meditations mm-hmm. on Inside Timer, so it's really awesome that I actually finally get the opportunity to have a conversation with you. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm, I get to meet so many people from all around the world. So this is great. Yeah. So you're from, you from um, Vancouver, Canada, right? Yeah. I mean, I live here right now, but I'm originally was born and raised in Toronto, but my parents are from Kenya and Ghana. Oh, crazy. Because yeah. like, you know, like whenever I think about like relocating yeah, or like, a, like Canada's always at the top of my list. I don't know why. But it's always Canada. Really? (laughs) Yeah. But like the thing is, I've never actually met anybody from Canada and I don't really know like what the social dynamics are in Canada, you know, because obviously like over here we see everything that's happening in the US as well. Yeah. So so what's life in Canada like, especially from a social standpoint? Yeah. You know what? Um, It's, I mean... I don't like to compare Canada and the States because we all have like our own individual issues, but yeah, um, I guess we have free healthcare here. So that's a benefit. (laughs) (laughs) You have to pay for that. But I mean, it depends on where you live. Like um, where I'm in Vancouver, it's very like laid back, chill. We're by the ocean. There's a lot of like nature and forest and things that um, you can immerse yourself in. But the only thing that's missing is black people. So there's not a lot of black people here. Yeah, there is not a lot of black people at all. So (laughs) something to I wouldn't expect that. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know. It is Canada, but like I thought like that's the thing that I'm saying. Like it looks like a nice place. And whenever like because obviously like being in a place and researching a place and looking at pictures and trying to figure out like how a place operates and in comparison to like actually being there's a different thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no, I mean, probably like 1% of the population is black, but yeah, that's, I don't know, yeah. that's something that I'm realizing as I get older is very important to me. So if I could read yeah. it, I would, I definitely would. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. And um, you spoke about like your African heritage there. Mm-hmm. Um, how connected are you to your African heritage? You know, when I was younger, um, I wasn't as much because my parents really tried to like assimilate me and like want me to like fit in, so like have a good job and like, you know, those kind of expectations were there. And so I wasn't as connected, but now as I get older and like thinking about my own children and like what I want to pass down, I've been learning a lot from um, my mom, especially, and just like what Kenyan culture is like and learning about the different foods. I can't speak Swahili. I can't speak her tribal language, but. I definitely, you know, the parenting and like the discipline and all of that, I still experience, but really getting to 
understand it for myself as an adult is something that I'm like really trying to do now. I was supposed to be there right now, actually, but COVID, yeah. COVID just ruined all my plans of travel this year. But yeah. I'm supposed to be there for about two months with family and just um, yeah, learning more about myself. Yeah, and do you come often, like under um, normal circumstances? No, the first time that I went was 2010, and then I w- I've been in school ever since, and so I just graduated actually in January, and I was like, I want to go now and actually spend some time there, and yeah, it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, no, but you'll get to do it, and I think you'll really love it because, like, regardless of all the troubles, you know, and issues that we have here in Africa, like. Being African or having African heritage is really a beautiful thing. It I wouldn't is. replace it for anything. Yeah, yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah. How's South Africa? So, South Africa is amazing. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, it's so hard for me to, like, that's why I always think so hard and long when it's like, if I had to leave South Africa, where would I go? You know, because mm. it's such an amazing place. Um, so many different cultures, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really a great place. We do have our problems as well um, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a social level. But, you know, other than that, like, it's a really amazing and beautiful country. You should come. Like, it's really amazing. Nice. Yeah, I plan yeah. to. I definitely. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So, Dora, um, like, how would you describe, like, what a mindfulness artist is? Mm, yeah. Um, well, for me, I, I don't like the like expectations that come with being a teacher, right? Because um, I find that I'm still a student, you know, no matter how yeah. much knowledge I have or uh, the wisdom that I carry, I always want to be a student, you know, I always want to be learning mm. and growing. And so I feel like artists are um, able to have much more freedom in the things that they're creating and the things that they're doing and the things that they're sharing with the world. And so um, mindfulness artist for me is just me um, finding different ways to express myself through mindfulness. And so with my meditations, you know, like I make the music, I produce the sounds, um, I write my own meditations. And that's a way of just me expressing my mindfulness through my own experiences so that's yeah. how i coined that term mindfulness artist yeah that's really dope and and how would you describe yourself like as an individual regardless of like what it is that you do and what you have a passion for mm, um i'm in this process right now of just like learning you know who i am um Mm. yeah how I want to show up in community especially because COVID just gave us so much time to like really think about our lives Um, but I think the one thing that remains the same is just like being a student and being a human being at the end of the day and like honoring the different um, experiences that I have gone through and um, being able to use them to be of service to people and to help people. And um, I'm funny. I don't know. I really value, really value <laughs> No, you actually are. You're actually quite funny. Like, I'm yeah. surprised. Because, like, yeah. obviously, like, I used to, like, I used to do your guided meditations first. Yeah. And then I started just, like, you know, following you on social media and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, she's actually kind of funny. Because, like, <laughs> you know, I think... Had I not like seen your Instagrams and stuff, I think I would have been a little bit like a little bit more nervous like to have this conversation. But like yeah. after seeing your videos and stuff, I'm like, okay, she has a sense of humor, great personality as well, you know. So that gave me a bit of more confidence, I guess. 
Yeah. And see, that's the thing. When we think about mindfulness or meditation teacher, it's like you kind of place people into a box. Like maybe you think I'm like God yeah. or, you know, I'm like Buddha <laughs> or like something like that. But it's like, no, like I'm just someone that's sharing my experience and the way that I share just happens to be through meditation and mindfulness. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. Like, I don't like if you had asked me like two years ago, mm-hmm. like, are you willing to have this conversation or like learn about mindfulness and stuff? I would have told you, no, mm. like speaking from a male perspective. Yeah. It's so strange. Like we, like a lot of people like dismiss mindfulness and the importance of mindfulness, especially in like the black community. Yeah. Like it's not really a thing. Um, yeah. Why do you think, why do you think people have that view of, of mindfulness? Mm, I can speak from my own experience, say with my parents, right? Like wellness for them is not something that um, they had access to. So when they first immigrated to Canada, you know, they're trying to get jobs, they're trying to go to school, they're trying to basically survive, right? And so to have that moment to pause and take care of themselves, it's not really an option. So um, for me, and and how I see it here, where I am, it's like, one, meditation and mindfulness is like a white thing. And two, meditation and mindfulness, it's like almost like a luxury, you know, like we don't really have time to do it. We have so many other things that we also need to handle and deal with and take care of. So to sit down and close your eyes, if that's what people think meditation is, it kind of seems like, I don't have time for this, you know, like it's not making me money. It's not helping me. There's no like instant gratification for it. So there's no point. Um, But yeah. And then another thing was like my parents also thinking that meditation was like demonic or it wasn't like like religious or like God would be mad if they would be meditating because, you know, they just assume that meditation had to do with Buddha and like, they're very Christian, which most African people are. And so, um, they were like very hesitant to even want to even like speak about meditation, you know? So, so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm also like from a very, very like religious family. Yeah. So like even bringing this stuff up is like, taboo you know or it was like I think I think as time has gone on like I've explained to my mom especially like this stuff is like it's important you know and it's not really a religious thing but it's more of a you know looking into yourself you know and continuously working on yourself internally you know what I'm saying so it's like I think it's more than more than just what people think is religion yeah for sure and I think just even when we talk about like meditation and mindfulness, there's like such a, there's like one image that comes to people's minds. You know what I mean? So being able to change yeah. it, show it in a different light, I find for my parents was helpful or like even showing my mom my meditations. And she was like, wow, like, okay, you're not praying to Buddha. And like, you know, there's no like ungodly things that are happening here. So, okay, I can try this. But she really had no idea what it was before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I guess that's why we're having conversations like this, you know, just to kind of educate people and give people information about it because I feel like it's something that's really important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And um, a couple of days ago, I was actually um, watching one of your videos where you were mm-hmm. speaking about um, divine timing. Yeah. Right. And I just wanted to know, especially like for yourself, like you said, like, you're always looking to learn, you're striving to learn. You don't want people to see you as this, you know, holier than thou kind of individual. 
you know, yeah. that doesn't have any flaws, that doesn't make any mistakes, that doesn't have any fears or insecurities. So how hard would you say it is like to sit down and actually acknowledge yourself for who you are with like all the flaws, the guilt and the insecurities? Mm. Wow, these are hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's hard, right? It's hard because especially with this age of social media, it's like, um, I'm becoming very aware of like, even what you said, like, oh, I never thought you were funny. And it's like, well, how can I show that I am funny? And like, I like to laugh and like, I'm never serious. And meditation is only like one small aspect of my day. But I feel like yeah. social media really creates this like image of who you are and then if you're really connected to social media and really attached to what people are thinking then it becomes really difficult for you to actually like see yourself as someone with flaws because on instagram you're not showing your flaws right so yeah. i really had to like take my time and make sure and like going forward now because you're like the third person that has said like oh i never knew you were funny and i was like really <laughs> Wow. But making sure that who I am off the screen is who I am on the screen and like yeah. being very intentional about the things that I'm sharing and also reminding people at the end of the day, like I am human. And that's also a reminder to myself because it's so easy. Again, when people place you on a pedestal or when you kind of start to believe like I'm a teacher and I know everything and this is how I'm going to do it. It's like you don't know anything at all you know <laughs> yeah yeah so being able just to be like humble and again stay stay a student and not know everything or not try to know everything but really leave room for growth and really leave room for curiosity and like wanting to learn more about so many different things is yeah 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 important. yeah and i think and i think like you know like actually embracing like all the negative stuff is like yeah it contributes to your growth because like i think you know, from personal experience, I can say like when you're in like a space where you actually want to grow and change for the better, you, as soon as you make like one mistake or you fall back into a bad habit that, you know, used to like make your life unstable, you know, yeah. then you're too hard on yourself because you're not embracing it and saying, look, I'm in a process, I'm changing and okay, fine, this happened, but you know, this is what it is and this is where I am right now. Yeah. So I think acknowledging it and being able to kind of like identify it is really important yeah for sure and yeah I guess that and that in itself is meditation that in itself is mindfulness you know like people think that meditation and mindfulness is like sitting down but like having that awareness is being mindful um yeah and that's also something to um recognize it's like a lot of what we're doing with meditation and mindfulness is like just being able to show up as we are in our everyday day to day and being able to acknowledge negativity and being able to understand that it, we aren't negative people, but we have done maybe negative things, you know, or maybe we do have yeah. negative thoughts, but we aren't those thoughts. We aren't those things. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, like you can't really, like the past is the past, you know, like yeah. even like focusing too much on the future in a sense, like you don't like this year, I think I showed everybody that you actually, you're not in control. Mm -hmm. Like to, to, a to a certain extent, like as human beings, like in terms of like, like the whole universe, like we actually very insignificant in terms of like the things that we worry about. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, you're not, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, or yeah. in a week or in two months time. 
Exactly. We have no idea. And the more that we are able to understand that, the less suffering that we'll experience, the less like disappointment that we'll experience because yeah. any, like anything could happen, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. 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 And like, honestly, like I'm one of those people, like I'm very paranoid. Mm. So I'm always, I think I used to be under like so much pressure to like have everything in order and yeah plan for this and plan for that but as time has gone i just you know i think obviously like you have to have something in mind you yeah. know that you want to achieve long term and short term but like you know you just need to go with the flow because it might not even end up being what you intended it to be you know what yeah. i mean yeah exactly and even if like you try to control things sometimes you really miss out on your blessings when you're like really trying to control and really trying to make a certain thing happen when maybe that's not supposed to happen for you you know what i mean but yeah yeah you're so much focused on this one thing that there's i always think about like um if i'm driving somewhere and i'm like only going in that direction i'm not looking out my window like i'm just focused on like getting there and then on the way there's so many beautiful things that are happening outside of my car there's so many beautiful people so many beautiful places like the scenery is beautiful but i'm just so focused on getting there that i'm not even able to notice everything else that's happening around me yeah yeah and I think like also like in terms of like this modern age, you know, you spoke about social media just now, mm-hmm. like we under so much pressure to succeed, like according to definitions that don't even align with like who we are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot of pressure, right? Like, and even like for myself, so I'll share a funny story with you there. There was this lady that I was following on Instagram and she like, was it was like a fitness program i think and i'm like oh yeah like she has a really nice body like you know like i want to look like that and so i bought this fitness program and um i think it was like a year later i saw her on i think on like dr oz or something like that and she was talking about how she had got plastic surgery for her body um yeah. none of her body was real and i was like i was putting myself like through these workouts like putting myself under so much pressure to attain this body and this woman doesn't even have a real body so what i was even striving yeah. for isn't even possible to attain because it doesn't even mm. exist you know um, yeah yeah and a lot of the times you know when we're on social media it's like we're trying to attain something that doesn't actually exist because you could put together a bunch of pictures and a bunch of like videos and write a bunch of captions and maybe you aren't even living that life so yeah there's yeah. a lot of unnecessary pressure that we place on ourselves on when it comes to social media for sure yeah honestly because i've even met like people Mm-hmm. that are like new from social media i didn't really know them but i like i saw them on social media they had a big following and whatever and when i met them like they were completely different and they didn't even they weren't even really into social media like that so it's like mm-hmm. that's not really a true reflection of who we are you know yeah. or who we think people actually are yeah yeah we just have to be for myself i'm really just focusing on what's actually happening in front of me and not what's going on online because again anything could be happening we have no idea and we're not in control so i just have to focus on myself (laughs) yeah honestly honestly and um like earlier on we were talking about how like you know the misconceptions like even the misconceptions i had about you Mm -hmm. um have you ever had like any like negative reactions 
like from people who maybe thought you were a certain way, but then maybe you didn't meet that expectations. Maybe you're too laid back as a mindfulness, mindfulness artist or, mm. you know, you weren't what they expected you to be. You know what? No, I haven't had any negative. Um, I haven't had any negative situations that I can think of. But yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I I strive to be authentic in everything that I'm doing, and um, even with Insight Timer, right? Like you don't really get to see my personality. You're just hearing me like recording, and so when people get to also see my personality, it's like, oh, okay. Like you're just a down to earth person, like very relatable, um, and someone that I can like. Um, just even be a friend with or like talk to. Um, yeah. And so it's usually just like, wow, you know, I never thought you were this funny or like, I never thought that you like have experienced such hardships before, you know, like the other day someone was like, Oh, I thought you were a Puritan. And I'm like, what's a Puritan? <laughs> what <laughs> is that? that? You know, just someone that's like very pure and like, you know, hasn't, hasn't like drank or like, you know, just like been through things and I'm like, nah, yeah, like these meditations are definitely coming from a source of inspiration. <laughs> and that source yeah. of inspiration is like traumatic things that I've experienced. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really just I try to keep it real on all fronts. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I heard you saying that, like, OK, you've started doing like one on one meditations, yeah. you know, and you also spoke about like how insecure you were actually in the beginning Yeah. Um, to actually do that. Um, so like what actually goes into like preparing like one-on-one meditations, do you prepare like in terms of like what that person needs? Like, like how does it work? Mm, yeah. So the process is that I normally get people to fill out a form and it's just like kind of gauging where they're at in their practice. So how long have you been meditating for? Um, what are you wanting to get from this session? What challenges come up for you when you meditate on your own? Like what kind of practices have you been using? And then um, from that, we'll have the one-on-one session. And um, again, just like talking, maybe we do a meditation together and then like, okay, how was that for you? Um, what came up for you? What were the challenges? Where was the difficulty? Um, and just talking, you know, creating a plan together of how can we create a practice that's going to actually like be consistent and something that's actually going to be helpful for you. And so from yeah. that, from that session, then I create three like customized meditations that are like five to 10 minutes long. Um, and then they can use that to like continue on their journey. But it's very like collaborative, very, very intuitive too. Like I try not to go in there with any assumptions or expectations, but really just like go with the flow and see what comes up and um, yeah. And just go from mm. there. Yeah. Mm, that's really cool. Thank you. And um, would you say like, this is who you've always wanted to be? Yeah. Or like what <laughs> yeah. encouraged, what encouraged you to go on this path? Yeah. You know what? Life I've been initiated by life. There's so many different things that I've experienced in life. Um, that have gotten me to where I am right now, whether it was heartbreak or like abusive relationships, friendships, um, you know, drinking, like using substances, like all these different things. It's like, I've, I've lived life, you know, like I've (laughs) lived and experienced life and you just kind of get to a point where you're like, this isn't what I'm here for, you know, like this is not 
what I'm here for. And there has to be more to life than this. And so, um, you know, along that way, I met my ex-boyfriend and he really, he really solidified that for me where he was like, yeah, like there is more to life and like, this is what life can be. And so he really inspired actually a lot of, um, my own practices and how I teach meditation and, um, just even practicing meditation. He had a really big influence and impact on that by showing me like, you have to live life in a way that you want to remember it and like leave a legacy because all this other stuff, like it's not making an impact. Right. So yeah, honestly, yeah, it doesn't make an impact. People won't remember like people that you were with in the club. They won't remember you like a year from now. You know what I mean? So (laughs) yeah, honestly, yeah, he really set that tone for me and it was such a blessing to, um, be able to be guided in that way and now like come to a place where it's like okay i know my purpose in life like my purpose is my voice how can i use my voice to bring healing how can i bring use my voice to bring people together and um how can i stay true to that but it's hard especially when you have parents very hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 now that's interesting because like i don't know like do you think like as human beings we can like ever really like know exactly what our purpose is like mm. why we're actually here i feel you you won't i mean the purpose will evolve and change as you as an individual evolve and change but you kind of know like what it is that you're that you're meant to be doing in life but what that thing is could change. You know what I mean? So for me, um, even before I used to meditate, like I would use my voice. Like a lot of my friends will tell me like, you're a really great storyteller. Like you're able to captivate people. You're able to persuade people. Like you really can use your voice, you know, but before I was never using my voice in a way that was helpful. Right. And so being able to reclaim my voice is like, all right, now I'm using it for meditation, but just the way, like my purpose is to use my voice, but that purpose has changed from um, preaching to people, you know, whether that's school or like telling a story with friends to now like actually being able to guide meditations and like facilitate healing for people. So I find that we do find our purpose, but it just, it changes, right? It takes on different forms. And I think we have to allow that to happen because it's, it's going to be changing. It, it has to change. It's not just one thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 And it's crazy, like, you actually end up doing things that, like, you never thought you'd do. Like, myself, for example, like, I'm very shy. Like, I don't like talking. Yeah. You know? So, like, I'm actually surprised that I'm doing what I'm doing, like, yeah. right now. <laughs> Me <because> too. Because, <laughs> like, I'm really shy. Like, even because I went to, like, a traditional boarding school. Yeah. And I remember, like, sometimes you'd have to, like, speak in front of people or whatever. And I would be terrified to death. Like, it was mm-hmm. nothing hectic. It was just, like you know, reading a couple of things or whatever, but like, I'd be so nervous. I'd be sweating. Like I'd be thinking about it like for two hours in the morning. Like yeah. I really have to go and stand in front of people and talk. I used to hate it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah. You just have to, you know what I mean? Do the things, do the things, overcome the fears. And that is your purpose, right? So yeah. Purpose for sure. It's not really tied to like doing things. Sometimes it's just like a way of being can also be your purpose yeah yeah that's really interesting and like i have this friend right he's like also like into mindfulness and meditation and stuff like that he's the one that actually introduced me to it Mm. but he's afraid he's afraid to show the world who he really is so like 
Mm. What would what advice would you give to someone who's actually like trying to go in the path that you're going in right now? Yeah. Um it's interesting because I was I just had like counseling like an hour before this and I came to this realization like everything is and everything is not about me. Like I feel like we personalize a lot of things and we worry a lot about different things and like what people are going to think about us when in actuality it's like no one's thinking about us. You know what I mean? Like mm. <laughs> People aren't yeah, honestly. Really like, yeah, people aren't really thinking about you because they're so busy thinking about ourselves just the same way that we're thinking about ourselves and how other people are going to perceive us. So when you come to that understanding, like this person isn't going to care that much. Maybe they'll care about how they thought you were going to be, but that yeah. has, that has nothing to do with you, right? That's their own perception. And so for me, I really had to, one, be clear on, um, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it and I'm just going to give my all to it and like make that commitment like this is what I need to do and like have boundaries because it's hard it can be hard when no one else is on the same path as you it's a very lonely path you know like mm. I, I lost a lot of friends to be where I am now um, yeah and I and I had to I couldn't stay attached to that but you have to be like committed to be on this journey um you have to have boundaries and you also have to be able just to trust like trust in yourself trust in the timing of things trust in your journey trust in your process and know like if things are meant for you to be where it is where you want to be then things are going to happen for you to get there you know what I yeah. mean? Things are going to happen. And I've experienced that. It very it may sound very like out there and like, whoa, what are you talking about? But even just the way that I've gotten to where I am, like, um, there was moments that I just had to trust, like, okay, I need to just trust what's happening right now. And then boom, you know, like I received a contract or I got an opportunity to do something or, you know, um, mm. I made like a lot of money for something that I was really scared to do initially. And then once I did it, it was like, wow, like so many different things are waiting for me. I just have to like do it. <laughs> yeah yeah you, know, you just have to do it and if it doesn't work out then that's that's a lesson and sometimes it also is a blessing for you but you just have to do it because you'll never know if you don't do it right yeah honestly yeah and the thing is like there's so many people out there that like have talents but like no one knows like you know because i think like at the end of the day it's, it's so easy to just mm -hmm. sit in the dark with your talents and and the things that you know are in your heart, like it's it's so easy just to sit in the dark and be like, well, I have this, I have this talent, I have this skill, but, you know, no one ever has to know about it. That's like really the easy route, you know, yeah. but it takes a lot of courage to actually like step into the light, you know, so and nice. show a side of yourself that people don't actually know about. Yeah. And it's like you, it's scary, right? Because you're going against everything that you've ever known sometimes. Um, yeah. And that requires, like you said, like a lot of courage and a lot of bravery as well. But you just have to remember why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's real. That's really real. And like just now you said like you, you just come from counseling, like mm -hmm. <laughs> a person like yourself or people like yourself, like, you know, people that do what you do. Yeah. Would you say that you need as much counseling and talking to people as well, you know, yeah. just to like keep your frequency at a high level, you know, and give the best of yourself. Because I'm sure people just assume that you always just, you know, on this high level, you know, giving advice. But like, 
being an inspiration to people must also like take something away from you as well. Yeah. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Definitely. Like, um, you need to take care of yourself, especially when you're working with other people. Like if I'm doing one-on-one sessions, I can't be tired. I can't be like absent-minded, you know, like people will feel that. And like, I have a responsibility to myself and to others to take care of myself. It's how I see it. So it's irresponsible for me um, to not heal on this journey and think that I don't need to, I don't need to do any more healing just because I am who I am now. It's like, no, you know, I'm still human at the end of the day. I'm still experiencing so many different things. And so, um, I have a responsibility to take care of myself and to continue to do the work because the work never ends. As long as I'm alive and I'm breathing, like that work is never going to end. And so counseling for me has been so amazing because it, you, you're just able to talk and you're able to feel and you're able to sort things out um, with someone that doesn't have a bias, who doesn't have an opinion, and they're just there to support you. You know, I feel like everyone mm. has a counselor. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because it's so necessary, right? It's so necessary to just have even someone to listen and just let you know, like, you're doing a way better job than you think. Or how can you look yeah. at it differently? Or, you know, how does that feel in your body? Um because you could get stuck in your mind, like in the mind is a friend, but sometimes it can be an enemy. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's important to have those things in place for you to take care of yourself and to continue the healing work. Yeah, honestly, because I guess like it also regulates like how you see yourself, you know, understanding that what this is ego driven, mm-hmm. this is organic, this is that, because like sometimes, you know, you could possibly think that like, Cause I'm Dora Kamau and all these people are looking at me and this is happening. You could be driven by ego and maybe make the wrong decisions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you always have to check yourself. Cause again, yeah. it's so easy just to get attached to the fact that people are listening to my meditation and things are going well and da 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 da. I don't need to do anything else. And people will love me regardless. And it's like, no. <laughs> you gotta do the work. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Dora, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Um, I actually learned a lot. It was great to actually have an interaction with you to like kind of, you know, see the kind of person that you are. I really had a good time and I, I like, I really, I'm really glad that you came. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. We'll definitely continue talking. Awesome. And uh, if I ever come to, vancouver I'll, I'll i'll definitely hit you up yeah please do you know what at the beginning of quarantine um another i don't i forget what the company was called but i did a bunch of meditations for a south african company and i was doing it at like yeah. 11 a.m at night so that i could get to them in the morning and so i was like i really want to come out there and they're like we're gonna make it happen so you may see me in south africa very soon <laughs> nah nah if you come through like you definitely know who to call it would actually be awesome to have a conversation face to face you know yeah yeah i will reach out for sure thank you so much